What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to my podcast. Today, the podcast is titled Getting Back into Alignment with God. The focus of this podcast today and the title and what I titled it is going to be based off um, Acts chapter 14, verses 9. And I am going to read from Acts chapter 14, verses 1 through 9. And then give you guys the understanding and revelation of what God has spoken to me. Okay. Acts chapter 14, verse 1. And I'm reading from the King James Version. Um, I normally read from the King James Version. And if I don't, I'll, you know, let you guys know. Okay. Acts chapter 14, verses 1. And it came to pass in Iconium that they went both together into the synagogue of the Jews. And so spake that a great multitude both of the Jews and also of the Greeks believed. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and made their minds evil affected against the brethren. Long time therefore abode they speaking boldly in the Lord, which gave testimony unto the word of his grace, and granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. But the multitude of the city was divided, and part held the Jews, and part with the apostles. And when there was an assault made both of the Gentiles and also of the Jews with their rulers to use them despitefully and to stone them, they were aware of it and fled unto Lystra and Derbe, cities of Laconia, and unto the region that lieth round about. And there they preached the gospel. And there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked. The same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed. So we have a man who, he was born crippled, as some would say, uh, disabled or some old words in the Bible would say like the words lame, disabled, crippled, um, things like that from his mother womb. So people knew in this area that this guy who was in this town uh, called Lystra knew that he was lame from his birth all the way up until now until Paul spoke. And then there was a healing that took place. Now I'm going to tie this all back into the title, Getting Back in Alignment with God. So, so from reading Acts chapter 14, and in my notes, I have, Sometimes God calls some of us to build churches, but building a church is not typically about the physical building. The physical building only represents what's done in heaven. So everything that's manifested on earth that God has called us to do and to build and the things that we manifest as human beings with our own hands is already called to pass in heaven and the same like what's done in heaven is what's already done in earth so when God calls some of us to build a church or to take over a church from you know a former pastor things like that it's not so much about the physical building of a church because the church really is the body of Christ it's not it's not a building, but the physical church really represents the spiritual church 
in, in what's in the spiritual realm. And I do believe that God is preparing us as humans on earth so that way we can already have the mindset and, and to know that it's not about the physical church, but it's about us preparing our hearts and minds for when we leave this earth to be joined in, in join with God and, you know, our other sisters and brethren that are already in heaven. So basically we're doing on earth now what it is that we, we will be doing in heaven. So the physical church represents what's already done in a spiritual. And in heaven, what do you have? You have people who, not people, but you have angels who they sing praises to God and to Jesus all day, all night. What do you do in the church? You sing praises to God. You worship his holy name. In heaven, there's joy, there's peace, there's praises, there's dancing, and there's fellowship, there's love. And the same thing that should be happening within inside of a physical church, but also on earth as the church, not just the physical church, but us as a body of believers while we're on this earth, we should, um, when we're amongst one another, we should have love, joy, peace, praising and, and singing praises to God, you know, praying and manifesting God's word and, and not the opposite of division, which you can see um, in Acts chapter 14, the Jews who didn't believe had caused up strife. So we see that the physical church is already represented for what's going to be done in the spiritual in the spiritual realm. We have an instinctual connection to our divine calling. We naturally are drawn to animals to understand them because in the beginning when Adam and Eve was created, Adam was called to rule and have dominion over the earth and along with Eve by his side. And that instinct that Adam had that God gave him because he was supposed to rule and have dominion before he fell into sin, which caused Eve to fall into sin. Um, that instinct for us to have a divine connection and, and have authority, walking power, doesn't go away because we sin. That instinct is still there, but Jesus had to come as a second Adam to not undo what Adam did, but to, 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 uh, to make everything new. To make everything new again. So that instinct for us to have connections to things that God has already called us to have. Those instincts for certain things will never go away. So a lot of times when you have an instinct to do something. Sometimes it could be a gift that God has imparted you with. It could be a talent. You know what you can call a gift. But don't ignore the things that God has put on our hearts that, that comes natural to us that some people see as being a gift or as being a talent, we have a divine connection to certain things and to, and to make certain things better. Now, what I put in my notes is that when Adam and Eve was called, or really when Adam was called to have rulership and dominion over the earth, when he sinned, that kind of went away. Like everything was cursed. The land was cursed. There was blood in the ground, especially from Eve having, um, you know, her children, Cain and Abel, and that whole situation. And 
and God said, you know, the blood cries out on the earth, meaning the ground was cursed because there was a first murder that was committed. So not only did Adam and Eve commit the first sin, but because of their offspring, they committed the first murder. So God said the blood speaks. So basically what we're getting from that is when, when we sin, when we live in disobedience, even though we have a divine instinct to, to have divine connections, to, to walk in authority and to walk in power and to do healings and being in that alignment, when we're living in sin and when we are disobedient, we are out of alignment with God. We, we, we come out of alignment with, with the Father. Sin and disobedience will have us doing the opposite of what God told us to do. Sin always does the opposite of freedom. What does sin do? Sin causes us to be bound. Sin causes us to be out of alignment. And we have to get back to not only being in alignment with God, but not figuring out because we shouldn't have to figure out because God already knows what it is that each of us are called to do. It's not figuring out what we are called to do. It's it's getting closer to God. It's fasting and praying. It's laying everything out on the altar before God to, to get what God is saying. God, what it is that, that I'm supposed to do on this earth? What is what is my calling? What do I need to be getting back into alignment? Sin will have us out of order, out of alignment, and sin displaces us from God's presence. Now, God can be anywhere and everywhere at the same time, but sin displaces us. It came to pass, and this is in verse, I believe it's 2, verse 2. No, verse 1. So verse 1, Acts chapter 4, it says, And it came to pass in Iconium that they went both together into the synagogues of the Jews, and so spake that a great multitude, both of the Jews and also of the Greeks, believe. I wrote in my notes here, I said, And it came to pass, meaning when I read it came to pass, what I think of and what God reveals to me is, is that when it says it came to pass, that means that whatever God prophesied and what God and whatever God said that will be done already happened. Meaning Paul and them were walking in the manifestation of what God spoke previously. So when I think of it came to pass, I think that God had prophesied and said, This this is what shall happen. God has a prophecy for each of our lives, but we need to walk in alignment in order to fulfill God's will. And then in my notes, I put something that God put on my heart. In order for us to be in alignment, I said, don't be a Saul, but be a David. If you guys go back into the Old Testament, you'll see that Saul should have been doing kind of, I'm not going to say he should have been because, yeah, I am going to say it. So Saul should have done what it was that David should have done. But Saul was called by God, but through Saul's disobedience and him not 
doing exactly what it is that God told him to do. God said, okay, you know what, Saul, I'm done with you. I'm going to raise up another one, David, who has a heart after me and who's going to do and fulfill everything that I called him to do. And it even says it in the Old Testament and even in, even the, uh, in the New Testament, the apostles and the disciples does speak on David and those previously, but there's only about a few people in the Old Testament besides, you know, the New Testament with Jesus Christ. There's a few people in the Old Testament that God can say they have fulfilled everything that God has spoken. And David was one of them. And God even said in the Old Testament, God said when he laid David down and David finally um, was resting in peace when David died, God said that David fulfilled all of God's purpose. There's not one thing that David didn't do that God didn't call him to do. David fulfilled every task and, and every assignment that God had for him. But Saul didn't. Through Saul's disobedience, God said, you know what? I'm done with you. You're not going to finish this task. I'm going to raise up another king, David, to take your place. And Saul knew that. So we can either be in alignment with God or we can be out of alignment with God and we can be displaced. So don't be a Saul, but be a David. So getting back into alignment with God is doing everything that God has called us to be, to do and to be. God's word will always unite us together. There's always a but from Satan in the midst of God's greatness and glory. And that's only, only because God allows it. So everything that the devil does, it's only because God allows him to do. So always keep that in mind that when you're going through trials, when you're going through tribulations, when you're going through hard times, and outside of it being things that are your fault, like when you're tempted and when situations arise, just know that God has allowed that to happen. Know the difference that is not from God, but he, he has allowed certain things to happen. He has allowed Satan to act because he knows that in the end, that you will bring God the glory by being obedient. So just always keep that in mind. So we can see from Acts chapter 14 verses 2 that Paul and them was preaching the gospel and blah, blah, blah. And they had great multitudes following them and they was being united. Now there were some Jews who they didn't believe in their hearts. So the devil was able to steal their hearts up because their hearts were already hardened. So it was easy for Satan to tempt them. But they were only tempted because God allowed Satan to be in that presence in the midst of God doing miracles. So just know that God had allowed this to happen even though he didn't have to. But this all plays into glorifying God and God manifested his word and his power even in the midst of what the devil is trying to do. Now, I put also in my notes that even if God is doing a miracle and doing manifestations, when he allows Satan to cause a little strife here and there and causes, uh, not cause a distraction, but amongst the people who are not meant to believe or whose heart is hardened, don't become distracted by other people's disobedience. Don't become distracted by other people's mishaps. Still stay focused and stay on the course because what's meant for people is meant for them. But make sure that you're not distracted and you're not falling out of alignment because you're so focused on the haters and naysayers. Because you know those who 
in, in Acts chapter 14, verses 2, because their hearts was hard and you know that they were gossiping, you know that they were, they were stirring up strife. And it even says in verse 2 that they were stirring up those who didn't believe. And in their minds, they had evil set against them. These are people who they suffer with the spirit of envy. They suffer with the spirit of jealous, jealousy. And it's easy for us to be distracted by the haters and, you know, why are they saying this? And why are they saying that? And why are they doing this to me? And why are they doing this to this person? Let those people be. Just like Paul and the apostles, they let those Jews whose hearts were hardened to stir up um, evilness in the people's hearts. Let people do them. As long as we and you and I stay on the course and stay focused on what God has for us, we can always remain in alignment. But if you ever find yourself out of alignment, and I'll get to that towards the end, but they stay the course. So they start, they stirred up strife. They had evil in their hearts against them. But Paul and the apostles and Silas and them were still preaching the gospel. And in verse 3, even in the midst of the haters and naysayers, God's power was manifested. We cannot be distracted by our enemies when we are in the will of God. God was able to use their hands because their hearts and minds were available to God first. Meaning, Paul and them could have gotten distracted, but it says in verse 3 that God used their hands for his power and his manifestation and to work his miracles. The reason why Paul and them was able to be used by God is because they were first available to God and their hands were free. Okay? Remember, division won't stop God's power and miracles and the, devil's, and the devil knows that. But it will stop you and those who were doubtful and hated on the apostles based on what what the Jews had stirred up, did not receive their healing, and did not receive their miracles. Why? Because they were distracted, and their, their hearts and their hands were unavailable to receive from God. So we could see two things happening here um, between verses uh, 1 through 4, is, is that the apostles were able to be used and led by God they were able to manifest God's miracles through their hands because they were available. And then, then those whose hearts was focused on faith and belief and those whose hearts were open to God, they were able to receive God's healing. Why? Because they were available. And those who were able to be stirred up by Satan and Satan was using the Jews who didn't believe. Okay, these people, the, the haters and the naysayers that were that were stirred up to to hate the apostles and in the 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 in Paul, they didn't receive miracles from God. They didn't receive a healing. Why? Because they were so distracted and, and their hearts were not after God. Their hearts were not open. Their hearts were hardened. And even Jesus spoke about that in the New Testament. He was like, some of you are not going to be healed and some of you won't be able to hear from God because your heart is so hardened. And even if you have a hardened heart, but you look at other people and you're like, man, I, 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 want, I want that connection with Jesus. I want to get saved. The one thing that you have to do is repent, but pray to ask God to, to unharden your heart. You know, a lot of times life, life circumstances and things like that will, will harden someone's heart. And not everybody's meant to be saved and go to heaven. But those who are meant to be, you know, you got, you got to pray and ask God to unharden your heart. And it eventually will happen as long as you, you know, you stay the course. Now, moving on, 
um, in the uh, verses. So we see that a crippled man is healed, and then in my in my uh, concordance it says that another church was founded in the city of Iconium, Iconium, however you pronounce it. And then what God revealed to me as I was reading this, going down to the scriptures, um, leading up to Paul speaking to the crippled man, and uh, the crippled man being healed. This man was was lame from his mother's um, womb. I put in my notes that your crippleness will be used as a testimony. This man was born with crippled legs from his mother's womb. The same things that you are trying to curse is the same things that God wants to use to help other people. You will be called out of your sickness to help heal others. Okay, so you have to say, I am healed. I am whole. You have to speak God's power over your life. So we have a, a man who was crippled from his mother's womb. So everyone, like I said in the beginning, everyone knew that this man, you know, was not joking. It, was, it wasn't a game. Okay, so we see Paul, after they traveled to Iconium in, in uh, Lystra, they met up with this crippled man. And then that's when the manifestation of God's healing happened. So then I put in my notes, alignment looks like this. Paul and the apostles were not distracted by their previous assignment moving forward, meaning the naysayers who, who had turned the Jews against them, some of the Jews against them. Okay, moving forward, they journeyed to Lystra, preaching the gospel, okay, to the lame man. The lame man heard them speak. The lame man got healed and whole. So what does alignment look like just reading the few of these verses? So alignment looks like this, okay? God speaks a word saying such and such will do X, Y, and Z. The only way that God's prophecy can be fulfilled, okay, is that for you specifically, you have to be obedient. Because Paul and the apostles were obedient and they were not distracted by Satan and his tactics, they were able to move forward on to the next assignment, brushing the dirt off their shoulders and leaving that country with the, the rod of peace on their feet. Okay? They moved forward, got to Lystra, was preaching the gospel there. They were not afraid. Okay? Sometimes, you know, you can see people getting distracted and they get hurt because of such and such said something and they get discouraged and then they turn away. So if we if we get distracted and we get discouraged by every little trial that happens, we're never going to finish the will of God. We're never going to move forward. So Paul and, and apostles teaches us that dust the dirt off your shoulders, dust the dirt off your feet, and walk out of a situation with peace. I Meaning you got to forgive those who hate on you. You got to forgive those who talk bad about you. You got to forgive those people who they look at you and they think, Oh, they don't deserve this. They don't deserve that. Forgive those people. That's how you walk with peace, by forgiving. It's not a formula. You have to forgive. That's how you walk in peace. They were able to preach the gospel. Now, also, not only did Paul was Paul and the apostles were obedient to God, the lame man was obedient. The lame man was able to receive the healing from the apostles because... He believed and perceived, because it says in verse 9 that he perceived that Paul could heal him. 
And in order to perceive and have insight to what God is doing in the alignment and the divine connection that God has, this lame man had to have, for one, already been seeking healing, you know, from God. He, he, he was already doing what he was supposed to do in order to be available in that moment. So when Paul met up with him, the lame man was available and so was Paul. So when Paul spoke the word, the man was able to receive because he was available and he was in position and he was in alignment to receive the word of God. Now, maybe this lame man was distracted previously, but you, as you can see in, in reading in between the lines that this lame man, okay, was able to... Get up the courage because he had heard Paul speak previously. and He had heard about Paul. And you know people talk, oh, yeah, such and such coming to town. You know, this preacher's coming to town and preach the gospel. So everybody try to gather around and say, you know, I want to hear a word from God. I want to I want to hear what God is going to speak through this apostle, this, this child of God. I want to hear. So this lame man had heard previously that Paul and them was coming to town. So the lame man got into position and he got in to alignment and then he got into the place where Paul and I was going to be because this lame man said that if Paul is going to be here and I know that God has been working through him and I want to get healed I need to be at place xyz so that way when he comes I can be ready so this is what alignment looks like it it's not just one person doing what it is that they're supposed to do when when we have divine connections and divine alignment from God we all play a part and coming together and being readily available and our hands free at any and all times. So when God says go, we go. When God says stop, we stop. This is what alignment and obedience looks like. It looks like being available and free to God. Okay? Forgiving those who hurt us because if we don't forgive in this journey in life and our hearts get hardened, we're not going to be walking in obedience. You may physically be in position but your heart, our hearts has to also be in position and be in alignment with God because there's nothing like being in a physical location where God wants you to be, but then your heart is all torn apart because you're holding on to unforgiveness, you're holding on to your past, you're holding on to the things that, that keeps your heart locked up and keeps your heart in bondage. So not only do you physically have to be in alignment with God, you spiritually have to be in alignment with God. And our hearts and our minds have to be available to God and to be free. And the first thing that gets us into alignment is forgiveness because there's no moving forward, okay, with, with, without forgiveness and without repentance. Okay, so you have to ask yourself, are you out of alignment? And if God speaks to you, Accept what it, whatever it is that God reveals to you, what the answer is. It could be no, it could be yes. It could be you're almost there, but you have to do X, Y, and Z to get rid of certain things in order to be free to God because either you're in alignment with God or you're not. There's no, there's no half-stepping, okay? So ask yourself, are you out of alignment? Now, as we can see and continue to, to delve into these scriptures... We see that when Paul spoke over the lame man, he spoke with authority and power. You always have to speak with authority and power when you're speaking God's word over, over someone's life in order for God's word to manifest. 
Okay, and think about it like this. If we have the faith to be healed, right? So everyone has faith to every everyone has the um the the amount of gift for for something. Okay? And if we have the faith to be healed, just know that we also have to be given the amount of faith to speak healing over others. So so healing is kind of like a three-part thing. The the first part being God, but in order to receive healing, um, what it looks like is Paul and the apostles, for one, were already called by God. You have to be called by God, for one. Okay, you have to be a child of God. You can't just be anybody trying to speak the word of God. You have to be a child of God, and the only way he can get saved is in and through Jesus Christ. So Paul was called by God. Paul was walking in uh, obedience. Paul was available. And not only that, Paul, he grasped the the power and authority from God. Like, Paul walked in authority, and he walked in power. And we could see that, and everybody in the, the, the New Testament saw Paul walked in power and authority. So that's that's the second part. That's God. And then there's the person who's doing the speaking, if God chooses to, to use them. There's the, the person that's being available to God to speak God's uh, word, to speak God's prophecy. Okay, that's the second part. The third part is the person who's receiving the healing. Okay, the third part is the person who's receiving the healing. Okay, healing isn't, isn't laziness. Okay, when it's a three-part for healing, everybody has to do their part in order for God's equation to manifest. Okay, in order for his prophecy to be fulfilled. Who, whoever is on the receiving end of getting healed, they have to do their part to be available to God. They too have to not be distracted. They too have to, to open up their hearts to forgiveness. Because you can't hold on to unforgiveness and thinking that God is going to heal you. That's not going to work. You have to forgive. and You have to repent. There's no, there's no healing without repentance and forgiveness. Even if you have to forgive yourself for something that you feel like you failed or you've, you've disappointed yourself or you've disappointed God. In order to be healed, you have to walk in the power and authority of forgiveness. You have to walk in the humility of repentance. You have to repent. And repenting is, is, is a, a Holy Spirit heart after God move. You can't just say, okay, I'm going to repent. You have to open up your heart and your spirit to God in order to even consider the act of repentance. Okay. And if you think about it like this, the act of repentance is something that already happened in the spiritual realm, but it's just catching up to you in the physical realm because it, the, the act of repentance is, is a heart change. It's a mind change. So don't think that this lame man just sat there being lazy and being a half-obedient Christian and got healed. No, he had to do his part. He had to, for one, dust the the spirit, not the spirit, but he had to dust, the lame man had to dust the, uh, the dust of discouragement. Because I'm sure throughout his journey, um, up until he met Paul, I'm sure that there, there were some moments where he thought, man, I'll never get healed. I'll never get whole. You know, everybody faces discouragement. I face discouragement. We all face discouragement, okay? He had to brush that dust off his shoulder and said, you know what, I'm going to believe. He had the faith, okay? He had the right amount of faith to be healed completely. He had to forgive. He had to repent in order to do and 
to do his part and to be where he needed to be. Because the lame man could have stayed away and said, you know what? I don't think God is going to heal me. I don't think this is going to happen. I don't care who comes to town. But he, he didn't. He met Paul where he was at. So it was it, healing is a three-part th Healing is God, the, the disciple or apostle or a child of God who's willing to do the work of God. And then there's the, the people or the person on the receiving end. And everybody has to be obedient in order to be aligned, to come together just for those miracles to happen. So everybody has to play their part in, in manifesting God's, God's word and in, in fulfilling God's prophecy. Because like I said before, each of us has a will to do for God. Each, God has prophesied over all of his children's lives. Okay, we all have a prophecy to fulfill. We all have across the bear and we all have a journey that we we are going to walk on now how you get through this journey depends on your faith walk your love walk your obedience how you are aligned in all of us not just you know some people but all of us get out of alignment with god at some point but through the love of god through his unconditional love he loves us back into alignment and he loves us back into change to to be better people, okay? Because God doesn't have to do any of this because any of this is not for him because God is in heaven chilling, okay? He's not doing this for him. He's doing this for us because we are the church. We are God's people. And eventually when God calls us home, we're going to be in heaven and everything that's in heaven manifests on earth and what's in earth manifests in heaven because God is not a two-way God. God is, is one God. He doesn't speak one thing and do, do another, you understand what I'm saying? So so that's what it means. Like what is done on earth is done in heaven. And what is done in heaven is done on earth because God's word is God's word. You know what I'm saying? So you, you're not going to get a two-faced God. So it's like what God is, what you see is what you get. So you got to ask yourself, am I in alignment with God? Is my hands available? Is my heart available? You understand what I'm saying? And if you look back in the New Testament, speaking on, you know, the power of God and the power of God manifesting, every time Jesus healed others, he would say things like, thy faith has made thee whole. You know, so think about it. Thy faith has made thee whole. You have to have faith in order to have healing. And if you're asking God to heal you, how can God heal you when you're out of alignment? So if you're frustrated because you feel like God isn't doing what you think he should do or what you really feel that he could do, just always know that God is waiting on, on himself. God is a lot of times waiting on us. So if you want to be healed and you're praying for healing, ask yourself, are you out of alignment with God? And if you are, how can you get back into alignment? And something that God put on my heart and what I spoke about previously is that in order for you and I to be in alignment with God, okay, we have to be completely available to God. We got to put everything on the table before Jesus' feet, meaning there's no room for pride with God. There's no room for ego with God, okay? The only thing that you have room for in the presence of God is humility, forgiveness, repentance, 
Okay, when you're in the presence of God, God sees and knows all. There's no hiding from God. So if you're trying to hide certain compartments from God, you're not laying everything on the altar. So to get into alignment with God, like I said, you can't have step with obedience. You know, with obedience, either you're completely obedient or you're not. You're either in alignment with God or you're out of alignment. And if you're living in sin and you're you're being disobedient, you're gonna be displaced. Okay, and a lot of times. You know, as Christians, sometimes we feel frustrated. Sometimes we feel like, man, I should be doing something. You ever, you ever just see those people who feel like they may be at a current job in a current current position, or they may be, you know, in some type of situation in life. But you may hear these people saying, "Man, I know there's something out there for me. I know there's something better for me. This isn't it." That's God speaking to those people. That's God speaking to you and I because he's, he's manifesting his word and his desires in our hearts. We know that there's something better. You have those people who they know that there's something better out there for them. They, they can feel it. They, they know that there's a, a, a different platform that they should be on, but they're just not there yet. Okay, and when you have those desires and, and those thoughts and those and those those visions and dreams from God, just know that God is putting that there in your heart so that you can walk in alignment. So you can say, you know what, if this isn't if where I'm at is not where God wants me to be, but I do know that God wants me to be somewhere. That's not only a sign, but you should praise God and you should rejoice and you should know that there's room for you to grow. There's room for you to, to drop whatever it is that you feel like you're not supposed to be doing and get up and start moving along the journey for God to use you so you can move forward. Now, even if you feel like you're not supposed to be in a certain situation or you're not going to be at a certain job or a certain uh, position in life forever, but you feel like God has more for you. This is God's putting his desire in your heart for alignment. But even though you, you want to get out, you have to use wisdom. Don't just up and leave. Sometimes God says do that, but in every move, in, in, in being in alignment with God, every, every, every move we make has to be strategic, okay? And we have to ask God for us to be able to use wisdom in how to get out of where we're at safely. Because not everybody's situation is peaches and cream. You know, some people are getting out of an abusive relationship. Some people are getting out of a toxic marriage. Some people are getting out of, it could be jail. You know, some people are in jail and they feel like, you know what, I'm not supposed to be in jail. This isn't all that God has for me. Use wisdom in whatever situation is that you're in, whether it's a good situation or a bad situation, there's there's wisdom to be used in how you get out because you don't want to just get out any kind of way and, and try to get out in a messy kind of way because even being messy and how you leave certain situations will later on cause certain bondages and certain things to catch up with you later on in the end and you don't want to do that. So always ask and pray and ask God to 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 instill wisdom in you on how to get out of a certain thing and to walk into to the path that God, you know, that God has for that God has for us. And that is the beginning of repentance. That is the beginning of asking God for 
for forgiveness because that's the only way that you are going to be able to move forward is to ask God to give you wisdom and not only wisdom, but repentance. Because you can't be healed and you can't be whole and you can't fall into alignment without going before God and laying it all on the altar before God can show you this is what I have for you. So I pray that this message was a blessing to you. It was a blessing to me. As always, you know, God's word isn't just for you. It's for me as well. So I pray that you guys were blessed by this message and by uh, this podcast. And I pray that through this podcast and through through your own personal Bible study with God and through your own relationship with Jesus Christ, that you get in alignment with God. And if you are already in alignment with God, I pray that you remain in alignment. And I pray that you do not get distracted by the naysayers, the haters, you know, um, because Satan is going to work through people. And if he can work through you to to distract your own self, he will. So I pray that if you're on in alignment, that you, you're not distracted easily. And if you do have temptation, just know that God is allowing it. But it doesn't mean that you have to take the bait. Just know that it's all going to work together for the good. Okay, it's all, it's all going to work together for the good of those that love the Lord. So I pray again that you guys are blessed by this message. And I will see you guys all on our next podcast. Have a blessed day.